Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we read God's Word and we're journeying through the life of Jesus. The narrative behind his life, his teachings, and the mission of Jesus, and also the ministry of his disciples in promoting the movement of the early church. And that's where we're at today in Acts chapter 22 is where we are today, here on day number 38. We'll be reading more about the movement of the church, laying the foundation for where we are today. So if you would, grab your Bible if you can, and listen closely if you will. Let's read God's Word together. And so we are in Acts chapter 22. And that's a continuation of where we left off in 21 when Paul is preparing to make his defense before the mob that had dragged him out. The mass of people were yelling, get rid of him. And as he was being brought into the barracks, Paul told the commander, um, am I allowed to say something to you? And the commander responded, you know how to speak Greek? Aren't you the Egyptian who started a revolt some time ago and led 4,000 men of assassins into the wilderness? And then Paul said, no, I'm a Jewish man from Tarsus of Cilicia. I'm a citizen of an important city. Now I ask you, let me speak to the people. And so he was given permission to do so. Paul stood on the steps and motioned with his hands to the people. And when he made this motion on the steps going into the barracks, there was a great hush, as the scripture tells us in verse 40. And he began to address the crowd. And this is what he's about to say. And that's what Acts 22 is. He's about to say, give his defense before the Jerusalem mob. And that's what's going to lead us into today. As we're about to read this and the, the defense he makes, let's uh, keep our eyes peeled for a few things. Some important things to be looking for. The first thing is, listen to Paul give his personal testimony. Pay attention to how he recounts his life before um, he, he came across Jesus on that road to Damascus and he turned from Saul into Paul. And notice the drastic change in the attitude of Paul's, er, Paul's attitudes and his beliefs after he encountered Jesus. It's an amazing testimony and it's a great opportunity for us to see how God demonstrates grace and mercy by transforming even the most unlikely, undeserving, all the above individuals. Paul, his testimony is phenomenal and it's a great example for us. So listen for this as he shares his testimony. Also, think about how God, his hand is evident through all the events that led up to where Paul is now, to Paul's arrest and also, and, and he gets to stand before this crowd who wouldn't listen to him before. God's providential way is pretty impressive always. He lays things out and kind of orchestrates, if you will, the 
um, the situations and circumstances in our own lives to fall into place. We'll question it. Maybe we're in the midst of being dragged into the barracks, but it can provide us an opportunity for his glory and his purpose. And then third thing I'm going to ask us to keep our eyes, our mind's eye peeled for is uh, watch for his commitment. His commitment to proclaiming the gospel. Mercy, the past few chapters have been just amazing to see him stand in the face of persecution. But once again, he stood strong and he's unwavering. And his commission, his just uh, unwavering commitment to be a witness, not only to the Jews, but to Gentiles as well. It's an amazing example that challenges us to boldly proclaim the truth of the gospel in our own circle of our lives. Paul's a great example. Let's watch this together. Now with that perspective, let's see Paul give his amazing testimony and his defense before that Jerusalem mob. So here we go. Verse 22. Let's read together. We'll start in verse 1 and go down to verse 30. Verse 30, starting in verse 1. Here we go. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense before you. Well, when they heard that he was addressing them in Aramaic, they became even quieter. Okay, let me pause there. That was just two verses in, I know. But he addressed them in Aramaic. He used the Hebrew language where he was around the Greeks and they expected him to speak in Greek. Um, but he, he spoke Hebrew and that obviously gave them the immediate understanding that he is a Jewish man. And so they wanted to listen to them. Okay, so verse three, he continued, I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel according to the strictness of our ancestral law. I was zealous for God, just as all of you are today. I persecuted this way to the death, arresting and putting both men and women in jail as both the high priest and whole council of elders can testify about me. After I received letters from them to the brothers, I traveled to Damascus to arrest those who were there and to bring them to Jerusalem to be punished. And as I was traveling and approaching, to, uh, approaching Damascus, at about noon an intense light from heaven suddenly flashed around me. I fell to the ground and I heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, the one who you are persecuting. Now, those who were with me saw the light, but they did not hear the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What should I do, Lord? The Lord told me, Get up. Go into Damascus, and there you will be told everything that you have been assigned to do. Since I couldn't see because of the brightness of light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and went into Damascus. Someone named Ananias, a devout man according to the law, who had a good reputation with all the Jews living there, came up, stood by me, and said, Brother Saul, 
regain your sight. And in that very hour, I looked up and saw him. And he said, the God of our ancestors has appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one and to hear the words of his mouth. Since you will be a witness for him to all the people of what you have seen and heard. And now, why are you delaying? Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. Well, after I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance. And I saw him telling me, hurry and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. But I said, Lord, they know that in the synagogue, after synagogue, I had those who believed in you imprisoned and beaten. And when the blood of your witness Stephen was being shed, I stood there giving approval and guarding the clothes of those who killed him. And he said to me, go, because I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Verse 22. Well, they listened to him up to this point. Then they raised their voices shouting, wipe this man off the face of the earth. He should not be allowed to live. As they were yelling, and flinging aside their garments and throwing dust into the air, the commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks, directing that he be interrogated with the scourge to discover the reason why they were shouting against him like this. As they stretched him out for the lash, Paul said to the centurion standing by, Is it legal for you to scourge a man who is a Roman citizen and is uncondemned? Well, when the centurion heard this, he went and reported to commander and saying, what are you going to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. The commander came to him and said to him, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, he said. The commander replied, I bought this citizenship for a large amount of money, but I was born a, born a citizen, Paul said. So, those who were about to examine him withdrew from him immediately. The commander was too alarmed when he realized Paul was a Roman citizen and he had bound him. Before we finish this, let me pause and give clarity to this. Know that it was a very serious violation of, of Roman rights to even bind up a Roman citizen without going through a due process trial. And so they had already violated Paul's rights as a Roman citizen by binding him, wrapping his arms and legs in leather and stretching him out to be scourged and to be whipped. And uh, many times those that are scourged to interrogate don't even survive that. And so once again, God's great plan comes together. They let Paul go immediately because they were afraid to be in be in a ton of trouble if they didn't. So let me finish finish this chapter now. Verse 29 again. They were so those who were about to examine him withdrew from him immediately. The commander too was alarmed when he realized Paul was a Roman citizen and that he had bound him. Well the next day, since he wanted to find out exactly why Paul was being accused by the Jews, he released him and instructed the chief priests and all the Sanhedrin to convene. He brought Paul down and placed him before them. 
There you go. That's the end of verse 30, chapter 22 of Acts. Chapter 22 of Acts. We just finished that reading there and saw Paul's amazing defense. Let's take a moment to reflect on this now. So again, we saw Paul's personal testimony. We saw the uh, amazing reminder that no one is beyond the reach of God's grace. No matter our past mistakes, no matter our failures, God can take us from a persecutor of the faith even. Those that have turned our back and spit in the face of God. He loves us in spite of that and uses us transforms our lives for his purposes if we surrender to him wholeheartedly. Just as God guided Paul through impossible circumstances, how he was in the middle of that mob, how they timed it just right so that the soldiers can take him to the barracks and he had a platform upon the steps to share his testimony. And even though it wasn't well received at the time, he planted that seed and then the soldiers stretched him out. And at that moment, God put it in his mind to share that he's a Roman citizen. Even in the most impossible circumstances, we can trust that God is sovereign. He's in control of every aspect of our lives. Even in the middle of the most difficult storms. We can find comfort knowing that God is working all things together for good. Paul's unwavering commitment can once again, it seems to be a trend, but it's, it, it's, a, it's a great model, a great example, a great inspiration, but it also is a challenge for us to live with boldness and purpose in our walk with Christ. We get too lackadaisical, going through the motions. We should be inspired to proclaim the gospel boldly. Utilize that awkward dead time that you have with your colleagues and co-workers. Share what the Lord's done with you. We have been called and empowered by the Holy Spirit to be witnesses for Christ in a world that so desperately needs his love and truth. We are called to do that. We have the ability to do that. Far too often we bite our tongues or we talk about the things that do not matter. The gossip, the noise of the world around us. My encouragement to you today is to take this. Be intentional and seek out an opportunity to share your faith. Love on someone by sharing the gospel with them. Using the example that Paul did, share your testimony. Share how far you were, how far you are away from God, how far He has brought you, and give Him all the glory. Give Him all the glory. It might just change someone's life. God bless y'all. Thank you all for listening uh, with uh, this this New Testament in your podcast. I've loved it. This chapter is inspiring, and the next one continues to be. God's word gets better and better every time we dig into it. So, may you be blessed. May your family be blessed. And as a result, may you strive to be a blessing to all those around you. Have a great day.
Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified throughout reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.